is Sports Arena and his Extreme Rewinds, your weekly look into World Extreme from episode one all the way to 401 of ECW Hardcore TV with every pay-per-view and special and recap show between you got myself, Paul, Which and I'm as always. Interesting. Uh, most Paul, I'm joined as always by Jay. How are we doing, Jay? Are you palooza out? Are you ready for a recap of palooza? It's been a week. I've I've found my peace with the palooza. Um, I'm I'm a little Can bit I more say, of a pl- placid palooza place now. Re- recap of palooza could be my new favourite thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel that this is the title we now give all recap shows. Every recap show <laughs> is now recap palooza. Um, so even you know it, it's living dangerously's recap show no 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 it's living dangerously recap a palooza i think um if we can remember that it's definitely happening and if we can't then damn it no we intended to yeah just laugh at the joke and imagine we did say it that yeah. helps remember us as we are not as we became um this week we're looking at episode 262 of ECW Hardcore TV from May the 9th, 1998. And you can probably guess this is a recap of Palooza of Palooza. If you want to hear how full in-depth chat about the event, listen to last week's show where we cover it match by match. This week we are just going to roll with what they tell us to talk about again. So the show started with Shane Douglas in the ring with Taz. We spoke about it last week in depth. So basically, um, halfway through the show, world champion comes out. Taz comes out, says, give me a belt. Um, have you fallen in love with this segment yet? Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I've had time to reflect uh, over the last week. Um, I've decided I'm for the show. It's the glue for the show. It is. I, I think it really sets the direction of everyone going forward. I, I was I was too in the moment to see the brilliance of it. I was too lost in the fact that Shane Douglas is cutting a face promo even though he's the heel. I was too lost in the fact that Taz is being entitled and, and heelish even though he's the face. I was too lost in the fact that there's no logic as to why Taz would even deserve the title let alone be able to just give the title i was lost in the fact that al snow doesn't have a problem with this um but now that i can take a step back i can tell you that all of those things no actually they still do bother me now that i think about it again i've changed my mind yet again no i have not fallen in love with this segment um it still makes no sense to me um I, I mean, I'm here to see where it goes. I, I'm really interested to see what Taz does. Um, you know, he feels as if he's quite bitter. He feels like he feels like the world has turned its back on him and he might have to, you know, tell the world that he's not interested in some way, shape or form. Uh, and I can't wait to see what that looks like. Uh, but overall, yeah, it, it, it's still just bizarre, isn't it? It is bizarre. Um, like I said, I feel like I want to ask you about this segment every week. <laughs> Just to check in to see whether I love it yet. Yeah, you've fallen, fallen in love with this segment yet, this 20-year-old segment. And that is now what Recapapalooza is. It's it's this segment. For our oh, Recapapalooza <laughs> segment, have you fallen in love with this primate? <laughs> no. And on oh. with the show. 
if that doesn't get people to come back, I don't know what will. Uh, we get photos of our snow versus Shane Douglas. That's lovely. Thank you for sharing. Uh, well, you might just show us the match later on for no reason. Uh, we get Stephen the Truth, I believe his name is. It is. Um, he goes to find the triple threat backstage to have an interview, and he, they basically just mansplains to. Up. Yeah, so he, he he spends a lot of time mansplaining to um, Francine. Um, yeah. Fran, he wants to know where Shane Douglas is and what's going on. He he feels that there is a a need for us to get the true story of what's going on with Shane Douglas because the rumor is he's injured. Um. And you're kind of sitting there going, I don't understand why you're showing this now because we've just seen the promo where he's told us all of that. What what kind of journalism are you pulling that you're going to ask him the same questions after he's just told you all of that? Um, but basically, he, he just is an absolute shit to Francine. Francine spends a lot of time going, nope, 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 nope. Um, uh, Stephen DeTruth, 22 years ago, doing an absolutely fantastic job of mansplaining. Um, so she goes, do you know what? Go for it. Go for it. Do it with, with, with you know, let me show you. Let me show you where he is um, in just absolute beautiful, sassy brilliance. Um, and uh, so he opens the door and Bam Bam's there. And Bam Bam Bigelow is huge. And is a little less um, uh, willing to put up with his bullshit. Yeah, and then obviously Candido's there in the background as well, and he's kind of poo-pooed and sent away. Lost in seconds. Yeah. Turns out he listens to Bam Bam. Should have listened to Francine. Well, that's it. Um, but he does move on to an interview straight away with Just Incredible. Um, yes just incredible early days of his catchphrase and he basically tries to get in there instead of not just the coolest this was not just the greatest yeah yeah good spot this was just incredible for life yeah so um, obviously getting in there that he's, he's friends with the NWO still yeah, I mean, it is. They spend a lot of time referring to the big two, and it's funny because at the at, I don't remember just quite how much they spent referring to the big two, but it is it is fairly constant. Um, it is. It's a, it's a lot more than like, like we said. I sort of thought. You know, and it, it feels like that they wanted to get over that this guy is an extended member of, you know, sort of the clique and everything else. And NWO and, and yeah, all of that by association, which is really weird. Yeah, but they tried to do it with um, Spicoli, having to do the two sweet all the time. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It, it's the same, same kind of thing that, you know, what he's about and who he's from, where he's from, and all this, and it feels like they're, they're trying to do another when they they didn't have to move. Um, just incredible. He had his own. He's got his own little group. He's had his own sort of niche. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's he not was... like he's not been able to get heat without that. I mean, and and you can argue with you know the whole kind of uh, you know him interrupting Tommy Dreamer's granddad's ten bell salute to say that he wishes Dreamer was dead instead and things like that, but. 
he's been a decent little heat magnet already, just as himself. You know, my friend Scott Hall doesn't do much for me, to be honest. It's kind of weird looking back on this. Obviously, you don't know sort of contract situations, but it makes you like think it's weird that WCW didn't try to get him to join the NWO. Because he would have, if he you know, was friends, he would have fitted in quite nicely, really. Yeah, I mean, I guess he's a no-name person, but at the moment he's getting a little bit of notoriety on old, uh, on, um, yeah, on this. You would have thought that he might have kind of stepped in and done something. Yeah, it just, oh, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it was just weird because he was obviously making so many references into it, but that happened really quick. And that was open. We got a bunch of still photos. Look at Justin Incredible uh, versus Mikey. Um, yeah, fine again. God, it's just it. a shame that that plucky young underdog couldn't quite just get it done. Just couldn't quite get the win again, bless him. One day. Uh, he's, he's, he's the little engine that could. He's, his heart's strong. He'll keep going. One day he'll get a break and, you know, maybe even win another fucking world champion because he is a triple crown winner but still somehow is under the dog. We got um, again still highlights from Candido and Storm versus Axel and Balls, those chair swinging freaks. Um, weeks gone by, still frustrated about the result. Uh, you know, I, I still just think and the promo confuses me even more. Well, promo um, Intro. Yeah, after, mm, so basically, um, yeah, obviously Storm and Candido won, as we've seen. Sonny got involved and everything else. We then had an interview um, with Storm where it's basically asking what's next for Candido and Storm. He grabs him and says, Storm and Candido, and then Storm's off. No pun intended. But, um, Again, it's just like, <clears throat> are they both hills then? Is Lance Storm a hill? I'm so confused in what he is because he's not given any chance to really actually talk to big up this feud. He's just very much the, the other guy. Yeah. He comes out, he doesn't have any problems with the music, you know, why not have it come out of Candido's music and see if Lance Storm has an issue? Why not announce it Candido and Storm and see if Lance Storm has an issue? There only seems to be tension coming from one way. It feels like Lance Storm is trying to make this work and it's Candido that's annoyed about everything. Yeah, yeah, I think that's 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 fair. And it is that kind of, you know, is, is Lance Storm still doing that, oh, golly gosh, I'm just so happy to be here kind of thing? Or is there a frustration with with how it goes? He's he's no, too yeah, he's too white meat baby face, isn't he? He's he's too um hero. And it's it's just comes yeah. across as a little bit kind of vapid and naive at this point. I think so, because he has been attacked so many times that I don't get it. That, that sh- I understand the whole they don't want to be a team, there's tension. But there should be like tension. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't understand why any single tag between them isn't one of those, you know, proper slap kind of 
tags. Yeah, exactly. Or, you know, Lance Storm has got an amazing job and Candido sort of like smashes him on the back, almost like a punch, but a sort of tag. Yeah. He sort of gets in the ring and says, get out, kind of. Or, you know, someone tags in that Candido doesn't fancy wrestling, so he tags in Lance Storm and says, prove it. I mean, there's, there's no... They're still a well-oiled machine. Yes. And um, you, you just hold this tension. And it just yeah. seems it's more based on who gets introduced first and intro music. Yeah. But as soon as the bell rings, they're just 100% professional and a great working unit. Tag team specialists, um, yeah. Yeah, which I, I, just, I just think there's more of a story to tell here if you're going to go down that. So that happens. Sonny appears on the screen and says, um, no one expected to see Sonny. You never know where she's going to show up. And it ends. I mean, it's true. I mean, I saw her in, in um, Iceland the other day and then I saw her in Greg's two days later. I didn't expect to see her in either of those places. She didn't even know. It was just spontaneous. That's what she's like. I didn't even know she could bake sausage rolls. Can. I may be confusing people for Sunny. Sonny's <laughs> got a part-time job in Greg's. <laughs> you might never know what Greg's is. Coronavirus, everyone has to make ends meet. There's no judgment. Oh, bless her. Um, yes, yeah, so that happened. We then got actual proper highlights of RVD versus Sabu. Which kind of felt weird because you almost felt like this is the one match that you would protect. Yeah. And basically say rated blah, 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 you know, in like by Meltzer or, you know, so-and-so said this was the best match of one of the best match, television title match of all time. And it could have really done something. that they just showed loads of... Or if you really want to just kind of, you know, burn up your TV time on a 41-minute show or whatever, we're going to do something very special. We're going to show you the entire half an hour match between RVD and Sabu. Which is what they should have done. That would have been amazing. It's a great shout. And then basically next pay-per-view, you'd have been like, this is the kind of calibre of pay-per-view matches. If you're not getting ECW pay-per-views, yeah. this is what you're missing out on. And, and you know, I know it's a crude analogy, but it's the drug dealer element, isn't it? Of, you know, here's it for free, next time it's going to cost you. But when we tell you yeah. that, that, you know, Sabu and RVD are going to absolutely burn the house down you now know that that isn't hyperbole. We we know that they're going to absolutely just kill it. Yeah, no, 100%. That, that would have worked amazingly. But instead, we just got a bunch of highlights and they chose to... And Stephen the photos. Truth. Stephen the Truth. And they chose to do um, steal photos when it's announced a time limit draw. Like, that's, that'd be the bit that you wanted to see. Yeah. You had the commentary said it's a time limit draw, but you had photos so you can gauge their reactions like that mattered in the slightest. Um, Weird, yeah. Jeff Jones interviewed Nick's basically saying he calls it right down the middle. Yeah, it was better when Fonzie did it. I think so. So that happened quick. Uh, the Truth interviews Al Snow. Says Al Snow, what's next for Al Snow? And like everyone else this evening, Al Snow just walks off. Yep. Stares at him, has nothing to say, <clears throat> wanders off. 
I mean, I, I, again, um, oh, keep skipping it. Skipped it last week as well. So we then got highlights of Snow versus Douglas. Uh, obviously is there now? Is there a reason why he keeps skipping this? Because we we did um, on a point of principle last week say we're not going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it this week. Is there a reason why you don't want to talk about this ending? Um, it's just oh, shit. <laughs> 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 I mean, when the I've man's right, he's right. I mean, yeah. I've had a week. I've had a week to try to um, find a better way to do it. But no, so basically, what we're <laughs> saying. So at the start is... of every show, you're not going to ask me if I've fallen in love with the Taz and Shane Douglas promo. And at the end of every show, I'm going to ask you whether you've fallen in love with the Taz, with the Shane Douglas and Al's no celebrations from the end of their this... match. So Shane Douglas. Um... The biggest dickhead, you know, character-wise, <clears throat> in the whole company, pretty much has tried to either kill everyone or screw everyone over. Um, the, the, the Monster Hill, great yep. promo, fuck everyone on the franchise kind of deal. If you're not in triple threat, you're against us. Get it, love it, want it. Um, Al Snow, bizarre Al Snow, is in Shane Douglas's head. Um Shane Douglas hates him. Then the feud stops for about four weeks and we suddenly get a pay-per-view match while he's feuding with Taz. Okay, whatever. I accept that. The match itself, Shane Douglas injured. Um, <coughs> I accept that. Match happens. I mean, end of the match. For no real reason that I can tell, the locker room empties out, raises both of these on their shoulders and parades them around the ring as they hold each other's hands up. Yep. If you wanted to do this off the camera and have it as a private moment to celebrate the pay-per-view with the fans, I guess you could do that because it was before camera phones and things. So there might be a few photos, but it wasn't really a thing. Curtain call-esque. But, uh, exactly. Just to say, another pay-per-view, uh, as a locker room, we love you. You know, Keep behind us. You guys are the driving force of ECW. Bang, do you know what I mean? But actually, to end the pay per view with this feud and then both on there celebrating each other, I don't really know why. Especially no. when in, in an interview this week, Al Snow, you could say, is distraught because he's finally made it to the, the big one and he fucked it by one mistake. So, why would he be happy to? He should have rolled out the ring and been fuming. And and what was it in about that performance that made everyone want to rush into the ring and celebrate him? Yeah. I mean, so why do you want to celebrate um, Shane Douglas when he has been the biggest heel um, in the company? Um, and why do you want to celebrate Al Snow, given that, you know, he's had his title match and lost? He's had his first title match and lost. And, you know, the the thing is, we can look and say that it looks <clears> as <throat> if there was some real doubt as to whether the franchise was going to come back. Yeah. So you could see this being a, a, a show of unity and a show of, of respect for someone who 
maybe they really did think was was going to have to retire and really did think was was on his way out yeah i mean there is a question as to why you've just let this match go ahead and and him retain if you've got that fear but okay um and then the second part on that is because we know it's Al Snow's last match in ECW and he's about to go back to WWF. So, you know, the, maybe they knew that and therefore they were coming out to celebrate the fact that Al Snow had been so amazing for them in the like, you know, six months he'd been there. Um, how long had he been on ECW? Because it does feel as if it's only been like six months. It hasn't been long. I think it's been not, it might be six months. I guess um when was the last pay per view? Like three months ago, maybe. And he's sort of only just been around for them. But he hasn't been there ages and he has made he has done well. Like I said, his match with R V D was like the standout. That was absolutely amazing that match. And um but yeah, no, I just found the whole thing like bizarro, literally makes no sense why they did this it blows my mind and um even again um as a show falling out the pay-per-view it's an awful fall out of pay-per-view show yeah it's pure only good if you haven't seen the pay-per-view if you've seen the pay-per-view and you wanted to find out what's going on like you don't even get a promo from taz or anything there's not even a you know you, they, they noted every time we look at the results for the shows when we sort of read up on them before we do this show, it always says, oh, there was a dark match, there was a dark match, there was a dark match. Why did you not at least put that dark match on the following show? Yeah. And say, oh, here's an exclusive match from the pay-per-view you didn't get to see. Why, why not just do that every week? So at least you have a new match. I just, I just feel like we keep falling into this trap of, like, what, what is the point of these sort of after pay per view shows? And it's funny because they, they kind of moved away from the, 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 them being, like the, 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 the just the recap show, yeah. because we had a point where we tack these onto the back of the pay per view because, you know, and then the TV, which is everything we've just seen. And they yeah. moved away from that, especially with the pay-per-views. They'd moved away from that. And it was very much kind of like, you can't believe what we just watched. Go catch it on replay. In the meantime, on with the show. Um, whereas this one is out and out, just kind of like, you know, the same stuff again, just worse. Um, yeah. yeah, just, uh, you know, and, and introduction of Stephen Truth to go and do these interviews for no reason. Um, you know, I don't know who this person is. I don't know why they were around. I don't know whether we're going to see them more often. Um, no, agreed. It just doesn't. Um, oh, it just doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, like I said, the, the pay per view was fun. Had some amazing matches, but like you said, it you could have literally either done the dark match or just shown the RVD Sabu match in full and just said, you know what, for the greater good, technically that wasn't the main event, so people can't really get annoyed about it, but let's just throw it out there and try and let people know. 
when we are live and we've got three hours, this is the kind of caliber you get when you know the chains are off and we don't just have an hour to fill. And I think it would have benefited them. It's a very weird thing that they seem to be pushing the fact that they're more restricted on pay-per-view than they are on TV. Yeah. So, you know, with the, with the Canes match, the, the Stairway to Hell match, like the last pay-per-view, it was this weird, we can't show you this on pay-per-view. So tune in on TV this week and we'll show you there. Yeah, which is, is so, like, backwards. It's, it's crazy. When, like, you really sort of think about it, I guess, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that takes us to the end of the show. Simple yeah. Simples. Um, yeah, I guess we're polluted. I guess we're completely polluted now. That's it. I yes, I think so. I think we are. We are. We are. Finally, I have a palooser out of my system. Um, but I gotta say, you know, I'm, I'm feeling a bit of a temperature. I think that, that oh. you know, it's all starting to rise. Might even be a heat wave in November. A wave of heat coming our way. Um, August the second. We're already on the build for heat wave. Oh. Heatwave 98. Heatwave 98. Oh, is that the one with the greatest tag team match in ECW history? Which is the greatest tag team match in ECW history? Is it um, Hayabusa? It is. And Shinzaki versus RVD and Sabu. Sabu. Oh, my God. Wave of heat is coming. That's going to be phenomenal. There's Um, there's a couple on this card. I've got the card in front of me here. do you want to know the card? I mean, we're months away, but do you want to know what we're building to? Yeah, run, run, run through quickly. No so in, in a in bouncing order, as you said, we've got RVD and Sabu against Hayabusa and Shinzaki in what yeah. is just incredible. Um, speaking of just incredible, we've got him versus Jerry Lynn. <laughs> um, uh, speaking of Lynn, oh no. We finally, well, okay, yeah, speaking of Lynn, Tammy Lynn Cinch is in the corner of Chris Candido. As uh, he takes on Lance Storm, so that that looks as if um, uh, it's it's on its way. And one storm that we had recently was called the Beast from the East, and that is Bam Bam Bigelow against Taz. Yeah, I don't know how to segue to the next. Um, Then we've got um, the match that no one has been clamouring for: Dreamer Sam and Spike Dudley versus. Bubba, Devon, and Big Dick. I'm hoping I'm you... clamoring for that. Last week I asked for that. I'm ready. That's true, you did. That's true, you did. You're responsible. You're to blame for us getting this show oh. 20 years later. Um, and in a match that I'm interested to watch because I remember them being incredible and I want to see how they stack up in 2020 sensibilities Masato Tanaka versus Mike Awesome. Oh, wow. Is it a Shane Douglas list card? It is a Shane Douglas list card. Oh, At least crazy. in the matches. Yeah, true. Um, interesting. Oh, that's be amazing. Can't wait for that. Um, get involved in the conversation over at underscore Sports Arena on Twitter and Instagram, where we are talking all things extreme, as well as some modern wrestling and also some MLW. 
Spitz is the extreme horsemen continue to ride and they make their way towards war games. Um, yeah, dead exciting. Jay, thank you as always. We'll be back next week for more Extreme Rewind. See you later. And the wave of heat!